So what did we go on the week? What was our record? We lost. We went two. We and went f- two and four. Two and four. Fuck. All right, you good for me to start it? Yeah, this is this is stuff that should be on the podcast. This is part <laughs> of it. All right, today is Monday, August fourteenth. We're recording this Sunday night, directly after that loss, brutal loss. But we got to get brutal. the podcast. We'll talk about everything. Spirits may be low, but let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. All right, my name's John Boy. I'm out in California. Got my buddy Jake. He's in Denver. We're both transplanted East Coast Yankee fans. Here to talk Yanks with you. Weekly recap. All that stuff, but if we're honest with you, we're recording this right off the heels of that loss to the Red Sox. So, spirits are down. Just a somber, a somber talking Yanks. Yeah, I mean, it can be tough. I got some jo- jokes planned. It can be tough to hit the jokes when that game is just brutal. So- I'm, hilariously enough, I'm I'm not a huge podcast guy. This is, this is a podcast, but... <laughs> I was so excited. I I think that the only podcast I really got into was kind of a Game of Thrones TV show podcast. It was like after the Thrones. So it's not even a podcast. It's another TV show. But, <laughs> so it used to be funny because, Thanks you know, Thrones, ha- Thrones has those episodes that are slow, the setup episodes. And they, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff we have to go through, blah, blah, blah. But on the good episodes, they'd open up with, we got to get into this one. Stuff just happened. And I was so locked into that because I thought the Yanks were going to win. I thought I was going to go two for two on a couple predictions because I said the Yankees were going to go three and three, but win the Red Sox series. And my other side prediction was that that garbage dude in the Boston bullpen was going to blow the game. That was, that was a no brainer. Well, you, you got that, on, man. You got that one, right? But I went from that to like let me go to bed and i i think it's our hot button topic for later in the show but it's it's are the yankees good yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> that's the big stinky cheese of this episode are the yankees good we'll get to it later we gotta ease into it but a little more about this game i i live broadcasted myself watching the game don't know if you know that i did that yeah so so never done that before but um ESPN, I was watching on ESPN, which actually has a great feed. It doesn't like get, because I'm watching through internet, so it doesn't get staticky or clippy or glitchy. So I was like, well, because I've thought about doing it before, but but it's like a minute behind. So also I thought me, people can come in and watch my reaction after they know what happened, whatever they want to do. But I, I talked to myself for 50 minutes. I mean, I was talking just out loud and 1,200 people watched me. So was, if you tuned in for that, that was awesome. Thanks. I saw you were doing it, but I was, I was watching the game. <laughs> yeah, but, but I did, it's like cool. it's secondary, so you could watch the game and then, and then in between right. in between innings, there people were asking questions. I was talking shit like that. Oh, okay, yeah, I like that. But so you saw I I got involved on in the the live twitters, and I, that's normally not my game. No. But. So, but my point is. Chapman came into the ninth and everyone's worried. Chapman gives us a heart attack. He's uh, you know, he's sketchy, blah, blah. That was the best I'd ever seen him come into an inning. And so that's, I have to cut you off. Cause yeah, I was literally texting you like it was, I was texting out something that was along the lines of when Chapman is right. It's the most impressive thing I think I've seen on a baseball field because those first six pitches were incredible and the one that got called the ball could have been a strike. Yeah. It was no. right on the corner of the zone. So that that's part of the weird feeling that we're both giving off right now. Because if that's called this, I know you can't play this game with baseball, but if that pitch is a strike, Deaver strikes out, we're talking about, you know, Chapman looks as good as he ever was. We took two out of three in the socks. Boom. And now now this i'm sorry but i'm sorry live live feed yeah chapman yeah so i have that broadcast so you can see my emotions and how fucking fleeting baseball emotions are because i was like this is the best he's ever looked chapman's dialed in like this is crazy i was like rookie devers he doesn't know what the fuck he's getting into sit down already i mean i wasn't even this animated i'm but 
and then the home run. And, and you know what? The home run, Chapman didn't hang that. He didn't – it wasn't that juicy over the plate. It was 103, a little in the middle, but still inside. And Deaver's just good for that dude, man. I mean, he beat him. Yeah, and that's – so I a couple things that I <laughs> I need to say <laughs> is that Deaver's – so this, this is going to sting to a lot of the fans at first. A, he's young, so that's super cool. If you're young and in baseball and doing good things, I think that's super cool. B, he's got that round, like, pudgy baseball physique that you say, is this guy strong? Is this guy fast? But he's just, he's good at baseball is what that body is built for. Just a hitter. And then from there, Chapman hadn't given up a homer this season. He hadn't given up a homer to a lefty since 2011. Six years. So this kid, like the amount of a needle in a haystack it actually is, with an odd amount of skill involved, it's just, uh, that's how every statement's going to end for me. With a, uh, You know what that was? You know the movie For the Love of the Game with Kevin Costner? Yes. He's got a perfect game going, and the Yankee coach gets the rookie out of the, out of the dugout, whatever that kid's name is. He's like, hey, rookie, go up there and get a hit. And then the announcer which is actually um, old Dodgers, old guy. I can't blanking. Oh, Scully. Scully. It's Scully. Scully. And, and he's, and Scully's like smart move to send the kid up. Probably isn't aware of the uh, situation at hand. Yeah. Probably doesn't like, you know, he's not caught up in the emotion and he's just there, you know, cause, and that's, I think like, they just like, eh, well. it kind of is. It's, it's the, <laughs> here's, here's a tidbit for the fans about me. Growing up, I was a soccer goalie, and I tried to play baseball. And my mentality, and probably the reason I didn't do well at sports, was a soccer goalie. If you make the save, it's it's like bonus. Yeah, like your hero. If the whole team, if the whole team already gave up the shot, a potential scoring shot, they did bad. <laughs> so, and like it's, and at baseball, that's what I felt when I was hitting because it's a game. You're even if you're good, you're gonna get out. 70% of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what you said. It's that young guy mentality. <laughs> I'm 20 years old. I'm against the Raldis Chapman in Yankee Stadium. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me try to twist one. Yeah. Um, so then let, let, so this yeah. is the big thing on Twitter. Everyone's arguing about uh, everyone's mad. Everyone's mad at Chapman for blowing the save. I get it. He blew the save, but, right. but I don't know. It's a weird thing to say. Like, I don't think it always has to be Chapman sucked. He got beat. Yeah. He threw that's a hundred and three mile per hour inside fastball and the dude hit it over the wall. And then the fastest pitch tracked that got hit or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so like so, I mean Chapman didn't blow the ninth. Now, should Girardi have put him out in the tenth? Should he have taken out earlier? I Yeah. My, my thoughts are you just saw him Sands home run throw a really impressive inning. So and not that many pitches. Yeah. So I was fine with throwing him out in the tenth. Leadoff walk. Then you have to decide, okay. But I understand giving him the second batter because then you know, if he gets Nunez out there, then you're like, okay, one out, lead off, lead off walk. He, it was just one thing. So that's that's would be fortune telling if Joe saw. It. I I understand Joe leaving him in to face Nunez, but if Canley's got to come in and throw strikes, I'm more upset. Canley comes in out of the bullpen, walks the first guy. Yeah, he he had a couple pitches that were close too that didn't get the call. You can't get mad at Chapman being beat on the fastball. If you want to get mad at Girardi for not pulling Chapman, you can be. But if Canley comes in and gets hit, then you're you're mad at him for not leaving Chapman for another couple batters. So that's that's a catch catch twenty two. Yeah, and I know. Again, it it seems like bad picking and choosing because it <laughs> should have been a win. It feels like. Did Canley throw three changeups to Benintendi? Yeah, he opened up. Was that three straight changeups? Yeah, yeah, three straight changeups to come out of the pen. Like, dude, you're a fireball pitcher and you're a strike thrower. Why are you coming out throwing three straight changeups? I was gonna text you after he threw the first one because there was a part of me that said I hate that pitch, opening up with a 92 mile an hour changeup. Um, to throw that three times, that's I I just didn't like that. But that's that is what it is. I actually kind of broke that down when I was live broadcasting. He threw the first one. It's like a changeup. It runs away from the lefty. So the first one, he it was a meatball right down the middle. 
Yeah. And I think they just banked on Benintendi not swinging first pitch. So the second one, he threw the same exact pitch, but put it out of the zone, hoping now Benintendi would see it, recognize it, and chase right. it. Didn't chase it. Then he tried to do it again. So, I, I mean, yeah. that was the thought process, but it didn't work out. Whatever. Let's move on from that game, unless you got anything else. Yeah. We'll cover, we'll cover stuff. Well, as we yeah, go. We're going to talk about it more. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go into some swinging bunts, which is like the fun uh, little stuff, which <laughs> seems totally pointless right now. But that is that's how we sound right now. That's why we put the swinging bunts early because we yeah. we said if we get into the big stuff, we're never going to want to go back to the little stuff. But let's just get into some little shit. Little squibber here, swinging bunt. First thing is the nicknames on the back of the jerseys. These players' weekend things. A lot of people have a lot of hard feelings about this. I know my thought, but do you have what's your opinion? I, you, I would guess you're the same as me. It's it's a weird mix because I'm a <laughs> a lot of things in life I they don't register on the scale for me. I don't really care, so I'm mostly there. Uh, but there, there's a little bit of a baseball traditionalist in me that's like it's pretty terrible. Yeah, so basically the same thing. My whole thought process is on a personal level, like just. For my brain, if I allow myself to get fired up and upset about jerseys that they're going to wear for one weekend, that the entire season, right. like, that's just like bad brain management by me. If you let yourself have right. actual real feelings of anger about this, you need to go you know, figure out your own head because that's a crazy thing to allow to take up space in your brain. <laughs> I get it. The Yankees have only worn pinstripes for since the beginning of time at home. Would it have been nicer if this weekend lands for a Yankees road trip? No one would really care then. That would be a lot better. Yeah. I'm glad they're not putting names on the back of pinstripes. That's out of the question. This is like the whole league's doing it. It's like Father's Day, Mother's Day, Memorial yeah. Day. They've tampered with the pinstripes before. They've made them look dumb. They wear red hats with the pinstripes. If the Yankees were to be the only team that said, no, we're not doing this, that would be a little, like, that would be like, come on, Yankees. Yeah, then it would be re reverse <laughs> racism. I don't even know what you want to call no, it. No, it would but... just be like elitism. Like, oh, the Yankees are so fucking good. Right. Like, right. So who cares? Now, my issue is a lot of the nicknames suck. Nicknames have to be nicknames. They can't be marketing tools. Judge having all rise on the back of his, no one's like looking at Judge and yelling at him, hey, all rise. It's not a nickname. It's a, and like Kraken, no one calls Gary Sanchez Kraken. I know that it's like release the Kraken when he hits a home run, which I don't like anyway. I think it's super lame. But Guardy should be Guardy. Hixie is Hixie. Like these should be your nicknames that people call you. Yeah, that's I don't know. That's again, that's for me. That's further on the don't care scale. Yeah. Um, I don't. Didn't the NBA did this, and I think some of the nicknames were just atrocious oh yeah well, so it's athlete funny they're not actually funny so like a lot of them are pretty bad right gardner and i mean that's the gardner went with just gardner yeah i mean that's that's tough someone said okay i'm i'm okay with you being mad at so i guess i i don't care if it's a nickname or not like but if it's bad i don't like it yeah, it's good, good but here the, what i read about gardner um I think uh, Barstool JJ wrote this on his blog on Barstool. So I don't know if it's true or not. Gardner, his high school team didn't put names on the back of their jersey. His college team didn't put names on the back of the jersey. And the Yankees don't. So he's never had Gardner on the back of his jersey besides one all-star game. So right. so I can see why he'd be like, no, nah, I just want, just want Gardner one time in my damn life. <laughs> Name's Brett. Usually put the last one on there, though. <laughs> All right, let's move. Let's. I think let's move on because that doesn't yeah. move the needle for us at all. The Yankees tried to no. get Jay Bruce, but didn't. Did you look into the contracts of this and all that? So no, I didn't get heavy into the contracts. I just know I had a a mean moment for our crosstown rivals because for a second I I blacked out and thought that Duda and uh, <laughs> Bruce were the same person. <laughs> So, <laughs> I, I uh, as I mentioned many times on this, that I watched the MLB package, and I caught myself watching <laughs> the Indians versus Tampa game, and uh, I, <laughs> I saw, I'm still confused, I saw Bruce on the Indians, and I was like, no, that Bruce is on Tampa. 
I was like, they must have misprinted the lineup. <laughs> and then I looked back at it and I was like, holy smokes, I'm I'm Looney Tunes and I I don't even want to be watching this game. Man, kind of uh what what do you know on it? So the, the Yankees I I like Jay Bruce as a ball. The Yankees player. offered two or three decent prospects, apparently. And but they didn't want to pay the five million dollars. They were not going to cover all the money. And the Mets opted for lesser pro, lesser right. prospects and the money being covered. Then there came out that reports were more like the Mets were just mad at the Yankees because last year when the Mets were looking for players, the Yankees wouldn't deal anyone. They're probably trying to get Beltron or someone or Miller. Mm. And also the Yankees had a deal for Walker, Neil Walker, put in place. That got scratched. As soon as the Yankees got Sonny Gray, they scratched the deal for Walker, citing medical reasons. And the Mets say they just used that to get out of it. Neil Walker was like, I'm healthy, so I don't know what that's about. So I think there was more out of a spite that the Mets mm. didn't send him. But the, the question is, what is the Yankees wanting Jay Bruce say about the lineup? Are they done with Matt Holliday? It's an interesting conversation that probably doesn't happen now. Maybe it was it was a conversation that, did kind of get bumbled around the, the locker room a little bit when you hear something like that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think as a locker room you'd get too offended by that. Jay Bruce is a pretty good major league baseball player. If you start him and play him every game, you're going to get 250, 30 homers. So I, I don't think you get offended by that. It's, you know, the, the other side of the coin is that, oh, they, you know, front office keeps trying to make this team better. So. Yeah. Would have been a good problem to have. It's no, I don't think Jay Bruce is the difference between however this season ends up. Sounds good. All right, let's move on to Gappers. And Jeter drives one of the gap in left center field. Gappers. Uh, all we got here is uh, Tanaka and CeCe both go to the DL in the same week. So our six-man rotation becomes a four-man rotation. Both minor injuries. CeCe hurt his knee. I think he's only supposed to miss one start. Tanaka, shoulder inflammation. Uh, and he thinks he'll be back. Sucks. People, yeah. People are like, good. Tanaka wasn't that good. Tanaka had been pretty good his last nine starts. He also is an innings eater. Also, we need him. Uh, we need pitchers. Yeah, that's um. Who's our fifth man in our rotation? I don't know if they announced it. I would guess it's going to be Mitchell. Okay. I guess Mitchell gets a spot start on on Wednesday, and then CC is back next time for the fifth time around and Gumby now stays. Yeah. I guess that's the thing with the, the 10 day DL. Do we, we think CC's just missing one start. Do we, we don't that's know. That's what I've read, but I don't know. Okay. So we okay. don't know. So yeah. So going out and getting Sonny uh, and Jaime really worked out really smart. Yeah. That's um, yeah, never, never have enough arms. There's, there's the inside inside tip from Jake for today. Yeah, never have enough arms. And also uh, my take on them going on the DL is it sucks. I don't think it's good. And I hope they come back strong and better. Tanaka said something like uh, he hopes this helps him come back and stronger. Me too, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Cool party. Um, yeah. It, 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 just uh, more rain on the parade. I mean, those are, well, last week we were talking inning limits on Severino and Gumby, so that's uh, <laughs> you, you wonder what conversations are going on up top, or you know maybe they are searching the the waiver wire for another arm or something. Just because I would guess innings limit on Severino um, is completely gone. Just we need him. Yeah, that's that's pretty and much. And I think uh, Gumby's going to be a real solid conversation. Uh, what's more beneficial? I, I yeah. can see that now being talked about like we need to push him a little more than we thought we were going to push him. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Or, I mean, you might even see the Yankees getting like crazy anal about pitch counts and stuff. If you know, a four inning start out of Gumby <laughs> might be, might be a, a, a game plan. Yeah. <laughs> All so. right. Let's get into the big stinky cheese. Got some cheese, bud. Got some big stinky cheese. And it's pretty simple this week. Are we good? Are are we? There's like six teams in the hunt for the wild card now. We still have how many games do we have left against Boston? Eight, seven. Um, so that helps. Seven. Let's let's yeah. get ourselves to within three by the time we. Well, we can't do that because we have three coming up really soon against them, and then probably four later on. So uh, I don't know, man. It's. 
Two weeks ago, we were. I was saying I wanted a rental U Darvish because I thought we were a playoff team. <laughs> Baseball is a crazy fucking sport. We've mentioned <laughs> just the different emotions from one hour, <laughs> one hour, one pitch to the next. Uh, last week and this week, we had a, a surplus of pitching. Now we're short pitchers. Here's the thing: we have a. I think we're two games in the wild card does that make two, sense yeah we're, we're two games ahead on the wild card and five out now on the division there's a month and a half of baseball pretty much i mean the the reality is that the yankees play 500 baseball they're still going to be very much in the thick yep. of it till mm-hmm. the end so when you when you put that mind cap on i mean the yankees are in it to the end if they if judge continues to struggle a little bit and you know, a couple guys get hurt. Yeah, that's. They need with, one more run in them. Like we can go play 500, but we need one more seven game, seven out of eight, seven out of nine wins run. If we don't get that, that's, we're screwed. The Yankees could do that next week, and we'd be ranting and raving how that they're they're winning it all. I don't. I don't so, think. I don't think they're uh, out of it. I think we're still. I think we still see the wild card game at minimum. Uh, division looks scary, but then again, we have three games against the Red Sox next week and who knows, you know, um, we, we, we just played, we just won one. We should have won a second Severino, our ACE pitched bad. So they didn't blow us out of the water. So who knows? So, but then people are asking, do you think we win a wild card game? Yo, win a wild card game. You, what do you talk? Flip a fucking coin. Yeah, I think any team yeah, in I think does. any team in Major League Baseball <laughs> can win one game on any win, given day. One game. Uh, so that's a yeah. really weird question. All right. I mean, I, I don't even know. Are we good? I think we're I think we're, we're not, currently right now not not playing as good as we can be playing on the whole. We're definitely a better baseball team than a lot of other teams in the league. I'm gonna feed your crazies a little bit. I'm a little worried about Judge, man. We'll get into that. We'll go to we'll go he, to awards. It's coming up. His uh, I'll just say his swagger seems off. I'm, again, not a stats guy, but <laughs> not that he ever had much swagger anyway. All right, well let's just go into awards. Awards, awards. Who goes first this week? You go first. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Aaron Hicks. Yeah. Aaron Hicks. It's a good one. Is looked like our rock, like our foundation, a reliable dude that we can count on. First game against Boston, he had the home run to give us some life, and he was fired up about it. Love to see that. Then he had, obviously, Hose Nunez down at third, heads-up play, great arm. Then the Sunday game, first play of the game, diving catch, another track, he tracked another ball in center field. He's just solid. My biggest takeaway, and I don't want to be the, the Clint Frazier basher, but it almost feels like we traded in a little boy and got a man back in the outfield. Ooh. Wow. That's I mean, he just is sturdier. He's he he just seems like he fits in way better. Clint still he was doing well. Actually he started tapering off. But Clint still looked like he was trying to prove himself and Hicks is just there. He's just jailed right in. Looks oddly comfortable yeah. in a, a situation that we've been saying might back when the Yankee times were good, we were saying that was our biggest problem. You know, how are we going to do this outfield thing? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hicks fear has been an interesting topic on the show <laughs> recently, just because it's it, totally a factor in baseball. I, I think the, the one that was the most impressive going a few years back is um where was, uh was it when Cespedes was on the athletics Yeah, that they were scoring like they were scoring runs at like a six run per game clip and then they traded them and then they were scoring runs at like a two, two run per game yep. clip. It was some, it was Good crazy. In the lineup. When I was watching Frazier, it was kind of like, there's some in the back of your head that said, if they accidentally groove one, I think the kid knows that he can handle it and go out of the park pretty easily. But at the same time, I was saying if pitcher hits their spots, this kid's done. He's swinging at some bad stuff. He's Hicks. Hicks, I was – when he was at the dish, I felt confident. And, yeah, he's he's just got a cannon in the outfield. Yeah, and knows where to throw it right away, which I said Clint does not know what to do with the ball. Yeah. He it. All right, you're pride of the Yankees. I'm a – you know, I was I was pretty locked into today because um, the Yankees-Red Sox. We did a special podcast for yeah. it. Um, I'm going I'm going Montgomery. I'm going Gumby, man. 
I've been living in fear of Chris Sale, as I've openly said on the podcast many times. You know, he we were talking about how does this guy fit on the team? Is he <laughs> again when we were in fantasy land, like if playoff rosters come around, that's an interesting guy to is does he get thrown in the back of the pen? Do they work in another power arm? How does that all go down? Sent down to triple A and now he went pitch for pitch with Chris Sale today. So that's my uh that's my pride of the Yankee. Yankees. Either. He was angry today. He was striking people out, doing a little strut around the mound. He looked good. Um, yeah. I posted one gif. He had like his breaking ball had like he had a sharp. He always has Pettit looping, but he had a sharp one today. They was throwing for striking yeah. around then. Uh, Gumby's been good. It, like it's same thing. Uh, he's got the fear of being demoted. He's got something to prove. Oh, we forgot swinging yeah. the bunts. Uh, he got hit in the head during batting practice by a foul ball while signing autographs. And all I have to say about that is. I laughed as soon as I heard it. And then I saw people were upset and like worried about him. And I was like, Oh shit, should I not have laughed? And then he was fine. And then I was like, okay, good. Cause that's hilarious. Yeah. And a, uh, another quick insight to our fantasy baseball league. I, I picked up Jordan Montgomery right before that happened. <laughs> and I was just blown away. I couldn't, couldn't believe that was real news, but imagine him, the Yankees so picked I, him up from the minors right before it happened. Maybe, maybe I take some of the credit for that. I don't know. Pretty funny as well, because if you ever heard him talk or looked at him, he's just like a country boy, like just a lost country bumpkin. And it just makes me laugh. Like coming yeah. to the big city to play some baseball. Doink. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my first. Oh, my Yankee motherfucker. You Yankee motherfucker. And um, it's Judge. About time. He got it. Now this does not mean I'm giving in to all the crazies who think he's done for the season. He's shown his true colors. He's not good. Blah, 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 blah. I still think he's going to come around. I just really wish he fucking came around already. Uh, yeah. It's been long now. It's still, uh, he's still good for, <laughs> this is what I like telling myself. He was good for longer than he's been bad right now until that outweighs itself. But um, everyone's saying bench him, bench him. He can't get better on the bench. You can't get out of a slump on the bench. So, and, and we need Judge to hit. We need Judge to hit to be good. Right now, he's being a Yankee motherfucker, and he's not hitting, and he's not even having competent good at-bats, like fouling balls off, seeing pitches. He's, he looks pretty lost up there. He got a single today in a clutch spot, which was nice, but got to yeah. pull it together, man. We need, we need him. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what he's got to do. Everyone try, try to find it. His angles are off. His leg kicks off. Shut up. We're not coaches. Like, that's – we. People are like, what do you think it is? I don't fucking know. He's not hitting good. Maybe some of them are coaches. If you're um, a coach, I apologize. <laughs> it's It was tough. There was earlier in the season when Judge was coming up in a big plate appearance, the other team felt screwed. When he was against Kimbrell, it, you were pretty much – Kimbrell puts his fastball where it's got to be. Judge is done. Oh, yeah guy we were talking about as an mvp candidate now you're uncomfortable seeing him at the plate that's it's a swing i he's gonna come out of it it's 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 an adjustment i don't know if it's a hole in his swing or if he's i don't think it's a hole i think he's pre- i think he's i think that. he's pressing i think he's pressing and uh, again just the bats that i've been watching those the low and away breaking balls have they're just wearing on him and gary i I, I might have to deep dive into the stats to see how, how much they're actually chasing and if it's above their normal or whatever. Well, but, Gary's looked good of late. Yeah, Gary. I I thought Gary was going to get Kimbrell for a little bit there. He That was a yeah, good at-bat. Yeah, that was much different um, than Judge. That was a good at-bat. Okay, so so Judge is my motherfucker. Um, and, and with a heavy heart, I don't like doing it to him because he, he, was, our, he was our team the first half. Uh, he's, he's, he's deserved a lot of love and respect. So I don't, I still love him still whatever. Just come on, judge. Come on. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Come on, on, baby. Who's your motherfucker? Um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I, he was almost my pride of the Yankees. (laughs) Then he turned into my motherfucker. It's Chapman. (laughs) I, uh, and I, I said it in our, our friends, our friends group chat and I cracked some some bad jokes in there as well. But I think it's because he's a freak of nature and that his gifts, I, I don't know, you, you underappreciate. <laughs> the, the weird thought process that went through my head today was that if Araldus chap, because it's, it's when Barnes was pitching. 
because I was thinking about the evolution of baseball and relievers, and they mentioned it on the broadcast how Chris Sale was the fifth hardest thrower in that game today, something like that, something stupid, where it's just baseballs and obviously this reliever era, and it's going where it's going. And I was thinking if Araldis Chapman never played a never played in the MLB, and he today's Araldis Chapman was introduced in 20 years, he'd still be a freak show. Yeah. He's ahead of the game. So, so you, but, and again, it's cause I saw him throw the six, <laughs> some of the six, some of the six best pitches <laughs> I've ever seen. It's just, it's that frustration that he, it's, we mentioned the Patances perfect inning or whatever immaculate. it was called. I thought the immaculate inning was coming. Oh yeah. 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 When he threw, I think strike four, I thought the immaculate inning was coming and it seems like he should be able to throw that every time. So I guess it's an unfair standard. I guess the mother fluffer part is more so just how, how demoralized we were a three and three week where we take, we win a Red Sox series and a two and four week where we lose both series. I mean, that's, that's a very large difference in emotion. So that's, that's why I had to go there. It's funny that, you and I both hate being negative and pessimistic so much that we name our motherfucker and then defend him ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's our initial go-to. We don't like um, being mean. Uh, there's other Yankee podcasts out there that really like whining and complaining. Not our style. No, it's I, I, I guess I'm, I'm just spinning through crazy thoughts right now. You would be, if you want to, you want to make a John Boy poll. I, we have obviously a biased fan base on those polls, but. I'm more shocked by Araldis Chapman having a 4.0 ERA for a month than him having a zero ERA for a month, which is almost – it's unfair standards. Yes. If I put that poll out there, Twitter would just be like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's never been good. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, But, yeah. Okay, let's get into our awards. This is a long episode because sure. we're so sad. and how do, That game gave us a lot so to talk sad. to. So sad. Yeah. All right. You, oh, my first award – I wrote these down in terrible handwriting today. I was I was all sure. up. I gotta find this. Okay, let me see if I can read my own writing. Uh, hey, this is the award for hey you improved and that's awesome. But why did it take a beating for you to do so? And it goes to my man El Gary. El Gary. We I said I like the way Joe handled it. Sent a clear cut message. Get better. Uh, and he's been better. Uh, I don't think he like. The first game, he made a couple blocks. Today, a Chapman ball popped out of his glove. He's hitting, and he's been better. Hosed a guy down at second in one game. So, that's the good award. You, so far, it's not, like, permanent. I'm not going to say, hey, he fixed himself, but he's showed signs uh, that he can do it. And, but the other part is, like, hey, man, next next season, don't be bad, and then we have to bench you for you to be good. Just be good because you're a right. professional getting paid to do it. So, El Gary, you're my boy. Went and got a custom hat with your name on it today. I, lo- yeah, I, see I that. love you. But, uh, yeah, it shouldn't take a demotion for you to be good. Jacoby Ellsbury kind of did the same thing. Got demoted the fourth outfielder, then came out and started, like, putting together confident at-bats and stealing bases and, like, playing with a fire that he's never had in his life. So I'm sick of that. So, Gary, that's your award. Hey, I'm glad you're doing better, but why did it, it take a bench – benching for you to do so while we're on gary can can i bring up what, what was going on with him and hanram during that no i don't chapman at bat it was uh does anyone know what that it was, was romine yet? not gary but i don't know what that was romine excuse me yeah hanley um, looked like that was hanley wild. didn't look like he was joking around and romine was smiling well it went from like it looked at first like it was like backyard friends wiffle wiffle ball game like, oh, silly, like, that dude throws pretty hard, huh? And then it was like, <laughs> this, is, this is a par fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that, was, that was just really weird. Um, but thought, thought it deserved to be mentioned because that's how weird it was. All right, here, your first award. My first award is you were almost my Yankees MFR. I'm glad that it's Little League World Series time and you won the Little League World Series. Play a little better, man, because I keep thinking you're going to just fully break out, and you're not, and it's Todd Frazier, man. Um, God. And there, I, hey, I missed it. I, I missed because, it. Can you repeat that? the name of that award? The name of that <laughs> award? <laughs> I could give you the initials. Um, no, it's 
I don't know, man. Just those those errors for Severino or the was it was it an error and a misplay technically or how did the, how it was did an error down, and then but, a hot shot um, that he missed. Right, man. That it's it's small in any sports and it's the beauty of sports and you don't need to hear it from me and I'll just keep talking in a sad voice. But if he makes that play for Severino, you know who who knows how much he more he gives us that start and if you make that a game and what happens that was pretty brutal and it seems like he's been coming up in a lot of big moments he got the sack fly tonight which was good and he got the he um, got the base hit uh when we came back in the eighth i i don't it's just when we did that trade we hyped so much on you know fraser will be nice but you know canely robertson that we t- and you, you forget this guy was an all-star this guy's got a ton of home runs he was a home run derby champion i i don't know i guess and in my head, I always think he's older. Then I see the picture of him standing with Jeter. I picture that he's Jeter's age. Like really old? It's like, no, this dude's – he's 31. Um, he's, he should be still near his prime. So I don't know. I I either need to lower the expectation for him or or get a little more because I, I think he can. Um, I don't know. And just I've been seeing a ton of I've been seeing a ton of the Little League highlights because it's Little League World Series time. I love Little League World Series time. I haven't actually watched any because I don't have cable, but I love it. But I think Todd's been had a pretty good week. He hit three thirty three, four RBIs, clutch or uh, no one home run, four RBIs, five runs scored. I'm locked up in Red Sox week, man. All right, well, he had a pretty good week, but the error was bad. Uh, I'll talk about that for a little. This is gonna be a long episode. Everyone just. Hang in. I'm not. We're, we got a lot to talk about. So that goes a little different. Chap, Chapman closes the Yanks sweep. Imagine how elated we are this episode. Yeah. So that inning, I, I think we've kind of had this discussion before, and and I was going back and forth on Twitter. People love pinpointing blame, and I think it's unfair right. to blame just that error for that bad inning. Now, that right. does not mean I think it will like. Someone was like, it was a it was a routine play. He should have had it. Obviously, it was really bad error. But Severino walked the eight and nine hitter. Then after the error, yeah. he gave Benintendi a meatball home run. The error does not excuse Severino from the two walks and giving up the home run. Now, if the error didn't happen, we would have been out of the inning, obviously. But also, if Severino right. grinds down and gets Benintendi out and picks up Todd. So I think it's split. You can, you yeah, can. This, well, this is a topic that you and you and me have kind of don't see eye to eye on because that's Severino never has to throw that pitch, and that's I I realize you don't give up the home run, but you leave the opportunity that that can happen. But why does and Severino get no blame? Like, so any error, then Severino can just throw fastballs down the middle, and it, whatever happens, it doesn't matter because he shouldn't have thrown that pitch anyway. Don't you want your pitcher still trying? Yeah, and I think he was trying, but baseball is also still a tough baseball still a tough sport. And now you're bringing up uh, a lefty who's really hot. Obviously, right now. still trying, but I'm just saying Severino's not blameless in that inning. He walked the eight nine guy, then no. he gave Ben Tenney home run. It's like everyone's like it was just Todd's fault. Like obviously that's a huge error, but Severino didn't pitch good. There's probably a little bit that's you say that. Uh, to fluff up Sevy after we've been calling him our ace for that was just that was the past that was, two months, that was disappointing out of Sevy, but he's a clunker. He's been yeah. so good. He's allowed a clunker, I guess. It just he, he better come and react. Great, get out of it. All right, my yeah. next award goes to. Um, let me see how I wrote this one down. Man, I was in a zone today. Oh, this <laughs> is the good job this week. Don't blow it next week award. It goes to Brian Mitchell. Yeah. Brian Mitchell came out this week. He went four innings in um, that one game. No earned runs. And then two innings against Boston, no earned runs. So three hits and in two innings, four hits and in four innings. That's not the greatest. He's terrible at fielding a baseball. Like, absolutely garbage. He looks like a two-year-old. Right. When you're like, you could roll the ball to Mitchell and, and be like, okay, put your hands together, and he just misses it. So, right. worst fielding pitcher I think I've seen in a long time. But you pitched good. I think you're going to get the start. I mean, I might be behind on this news. I think he's getting the start. Go do more of that. Combine those two outings and give us six six do, shutout innings. Do, do good. Do good. So, that's 
please. That's my award for, hey, good job this week. Don't blow it next week. I think for my final award, I'm going to steal the name of your award and give that to Garrett Cooper. How about how about Koopa Loop? I was I was going to give myself another tribute award and say, uh, hey, am I part of the future of this team? Oh, wait, am I maybe going to the minors award that I gave him a couple weeks back? Dude raked, looked really confident. And I, I need I need something a little upbeat. And Cooper, Cooper swung the stick. So good, good job, Garrett. Yeah, actually, Cooper, like we said, as soon as we saw him, he's just got a line drive swing, a gapper swing. It's cool to watch. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm actually like, I, I don't need him to stay on this team this year. If he gets sent down, I totally get it. Uh, but I'm excited for him to compete next year to uh, have a spot or at least get called up when Bird gets hurt again. All right, so let's go to questions and let's kind of breeze through these. But we did get a good amount. Yeah. Um, as always, we really appreciate you guys asking questions, suggesting topics because uh, more, more. We're not, uh, you know, we're not the smartest. Sometimes you guys think of shit that we need to talk about that isn't on our list. So no. I don't, I don't have a good brain. Yeah. Like some people have bad elbows or knees. I, I don't have a good brain. So the more you suggest, the yeah, better. that sounds like a joke. But he doesn't have a good brain. Okay, is there any, <coughs> is there anyone you want the Yankees to target in the waiver trade market? So I kind of sent this to you in an email. Uh, hoping you would maybe do some research, but I'm guessing with the extra inning game and Game of Thrones, you didn't because I do not, oh, do no. not want to go research the waiver trade market and see what guys. That sounds brutal. And you, you know what? I don't even, I don't know if that's something that you can like research. I don't know. Don't they? Isn't like every guy? I think, I think they need to be placed on waivers, and then it's like public information that like. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Okay, so let's. But yeah, to to target guys, I don't know. Giancarlo Stan, if the Marlins are done with him, that'd be nice. True. Yeah, I I would say keep keep an eye out for an arm, like like we Verlander. said. It's, it's probably not gonna be. It's not gonna be a good arm if they're placed on waivers. And waivers is tricky with the contracts and so. So I, I wouldn't expect a good arm, but an arm that could not be Brian Mitchell. Yeah, uh, Sessa. I just looked it up. Sessa or Mitchell may start tomorrow. Hopefully Mitchell okay. gets not because he just did good. I don't know how much rest he's got. Okay. Uh, what are realistic options for Ellsbury when Frazier comes back? Obviously they won't send him down or DFA, but they can't actually send Frazier down. Can they? Seems like they have to just waste the bench spot on Ellsbury, start Hicks, Gardy, Judge, Frazier, rotate between DH. Uh, my thought on this is that Frazier doesn't come back before September 1st. He's got an oblique thing. It took Hicks a long ass time to come back from an oblique thing. I think even if this oblique wasn't that bad, the Yankees saw it as an opportunity to put him on the DL and bring Hicks up without sending him down. So I don't think they're in any rush to to bring Frazier back early to because there's no room. There's no room until September 1st. Yeah, and it's it's the hey get get fully healthy, Clint, because that's at this point the outfield so competitive that you. You better be, otherwise um, you're you're not going to be playing ball. It's um people people were very, very excited about Red Lightning, and I get it. Red Thunder, um, but he's Red Thunder. I don't like that at all. Um, I'm, I'm calling him Red Lightning. Yeah, well, and that's I'll I, I'll I'm not going in on this, but Ellsbury is a fantastic bench outfielder. The amount he gets paid is awful, but He's, he's a very useful asset. I responded to this guy because I just like talking to everyone. Um, I said, that's exactly what I said. I said, well, Gardy, Judge, Hicks are our starters from here on out. I'm pretty sure. I don't think Clint's taking a job over the, any of those three. And so then if you have Frazier on the bench or Ellsbury on the bench, Frazier may have the better long-term career as of now, but Ellsbury is a much better option off the bench. Defensive replacement, pinch runner, in game, he's seen big games. He's a pro. I mean, he might not be great. He might be the most boring guy in the world, but he's a much better option off the bench than Clint Frazier right now. So I think they just dragged the Frazier DL until extended rosters. And hey, if one of your buddies was does his job and he gets paid really well, you're happy for him. He'd be happy. Jacoby's getting paid. Why not? Good. That's that's not. Maybe we'll get maybe maybe we'll get paid like uh, that. This you got this is loss has got you loopy. That's a ridiculous thing to say. I'm not, I'm, I'm okay. I'm happy for Jacoby, whatever. Not really. 
Yeah. Okay, who starts a playoff series assuming they make it? Um, and in what order? Gray, Sevi, Tanaka. Any chance they'd trot Tanaka out in a must-win wild card or game one of divisional series? Um, do you want to go first? Playoff series. So two, we're looking for two answers here. Playoff series and one game. One game playoff. Yeah, do one game playoff. Who, who do you think starts? I think it's obvious. If, if, if you can line up the rotation, it's Severino. Yeah, I agree. He, he's a strikeout thrower, which is great. You don't have to worry about errors. Um, and he's been really, really good. I'd say the, the only caveat, um, would be it possibly Tanaka. If he comes back and he puts five double digit, double digit, yeah, double digit strikeout. Tanaka. If he puts five wins together in a row down the stretch, I can, I can see forgetting all his past this year of bad and saying, okay, this is the Tanaka we've known. Um, I don't think he gets it in a one-game playoff. Um, I think it's going to be Sevy. I like Tanaka as the third if he comes back. And I mean, it's this is if Tanaka comes back and B's consistent. I like it as Sevy, Gray, Tanaka. Then that that fourth yeah. spot is fighting. It's it's the hot hand. All right, next question. I mean, that's crazy to think about now after this loss and down. <laughs> Who's the best all-around hitter in the Yankees lineup? The best all-around hitter in the Yankees lineup. That's an interesting one, huh? Um, the best all-around hitter in the Yankees lineup. So do you want to do it like right now or when they're on? <laughs> right? It's it's a very loaded question that takes in power, contact, OBP, all of it. <sighs> you know what? The, the answer is judge. Yeah. I mean, he's in a slump right now, but when he was on, he was – the best hitter on the team. He was an MVP candidate where it's, you overthink it because he's slumping a little bit. I, the, the only person that might be able to give him a fight would be Gary. Yep. Um, my boy. Yeah, no, it can't. Cause if you can't let this slump go, dictate it that much, he's still when hot, the best hitter on the team. I, I would let someone give an argument for Gary. He's Gary's got some pretty impressive numbers up there that he's done in his young career. And he's a cute little teddy bear. I'd, I'd let you talk about it. If if you want to go from there and you start talking Gardy or Didi or whoever it would be, I mean, that's just a different caliber of baseball player. <laughs> I agree. And since we're talking about Gary, the next question says, talk about my boy Gary and how petty he is about Michael Kay. Uh, I disagree. I think Michael K is the petty one. Do you know, even know what we're talking about right now, Jake? <laughs> the mound visits? Gary Sanchez wrote this long thing on Instagram that was like, criticism is part of the game. I'm always trying to get better. It's like, uh, I know criticism is part of it, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's frustrating, but I know that you do it because you want me to get better. <laughs> Something like that. Now, sure. K read that out on air and then was like, kind of weird, huh, Coney? Uh, a little passive aggressive. Don't know who he's talking about. It's like, yo, Michael K is talking about fucking you because you criticize him every <laughs> game. And and Michael K, I, he's starting to piss me off. I should not know that Michael K doesn't like... K's been pissing you off for a while. It's getting worse and worse. I should not know that Michael K doesn't like Gary Sanchez by his play-by-play. Does he not like Gary Sanchez or he just doesn't like the mound visit? Gary hit that home run in Toronto and K's first, thought, first reaction was kind of odd that he was jogging out of the base. That could have went off the wall. David uh, yeah. Coney complimented Sanchez on a great block. 30 seconds of silence from K. And that, like he said it as a question, like, oh, that's a good block from Gary. And then 30 seconds of silence, K goes. And the one, two. It's, it's, I mean, if you listen closely, it's re- it, they're subtle, but it's really obvious he doesn't like him. It's the mound visits. He thinks he's lazy. Yeah. And he rips him on his radio, which is fine. Do whatever you want in your radio, K. But when you're doing play by play for the Yankees, I shouldn't know which players you like and dislike. You should just be telling me what the fuck's happening in the game. Yeah, that goes back to the whole Yankees. Well, we goes back for you and me, the Yankees Red Sox broadcasting discussion. Because I remember, I remember you were talking about the Boston Red Sox commentary, and you're like, "Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous." I mean, they don't talk the whole time while K, you know, K talks the whole game. And I was like, "I'm sure the Boston commentators talk." And then I watched one, and I was amazed. It was almost silent. Yeah, they don't talk at all. They're, now, the Mets are the perfect medium. If you listen to Mets games, they let the game breathe a little, but talk and have fun. Michael K doesn't shut the fuck up, man. 
It's so annoying. Yeah. All right. Next question from Judge Train. Who will we be playing in a wild card game? So he's given up on the division, and there's like six teams in the wild card. <laughs> Do you want to throw a shot in the dark? Uh, I say um, the Angels come out and get it. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think the Angels. I don't do either. It. I was joking. Who's, Unless they uh... get there, then I was serious. <laughs> <laughs> good safe. Good safety net yeah. there. I don't know. How about we keep it AL East? How about the Rays? That would be fun. We played them good last series. Hey, all all AL yeah. East would be fun. We've seen them the most. We know them. I mean, I think the scariest team is the Indians and the Red Sox. Yeah, are the Indians running away with the Central? What's what's going on there? All right. That's yeah, yeah. Bad, the, the, the Indians are four and a half up in the Central, and oh, I just said the Indians and the Red Sox. Completely forgot about the Astros. The Astros are pretty scary too. Right, but we wouldn't play them in no. In a wild card, our options are Angels, card. Minnesota, Kansas City, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Baltimore is now two and a half out. Yeah, and I saw Texas was sneaking back Tex- in there. Texas is three and a half. Toronto's four. So it's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, two wild cards changes kudos, it kudos, so much. Kudos, yeah, kudos to Bud. It, it's definitely Bud Selig, big fan of the show. Yeah, I throw a dart. None of the. I'm. Do any of those teams have a? Because uh, one game, you're just worried about seeing someone's ace. Yep. Do they? I'm. I'm trying. Nobody on any of those teams really jumps out. I guess Toronto with Estrada. King Felix. He's not even the King Felix he used to be. And I mean. Santana on Minnesota? I don't yeah, know. no one. All right. So here's the next. Um, my prediction is that the second wild card gets determined on the 162nd game of baseball. I like that. Goes to the wire. Here's the next. Really quick. Discuss the deterioration of ESPN. Can we please have yes broadcasters? ESPN, the way they do Sunday night baseball. Now, we used to bitch about Miller and Morgan just because they were annoying old men. Yeah. The way that this ESPN Monday night baseball is done is so bad. The interview for a whole half inning is really, really bad. It's almost like they're doing an ESPN radio show where they have topics they're going to talk about for 20 minutes that don't pertain to the game at all, and they have to make sure they talk about them. It's really, really bad. I don't understand how they haven't changed it. Don't know, like... Man, you just you're really alienating your core group. So you may some casual listeners may enjoy it, but the people that are spending money on baseball and really really love baseball that are buying season tickets don't enjoy it. And those are the people that put their money into the game. So to completely alienate them and make the broadcast so bad is really dumb. Man, that's um and this pods pods going long anyway so we won't have the full one but a uh, good good friend of mine friend of yours somewhat uh tom piccolo is a columbia grad student um doing media type stuff media stuff that's what it's titled journalism and uh one day we had a pretty heavy discussion about espn and what's going on and it's it's what it's it, you described it kind of perfectly. It's very much to a national audience. If you watch Sports Center, Sports Center now, you get basically the three biggest news from the world of sports, and that's it. Me being a traditionalist Sports Center fan, I used to love seeing every game that happened yeah. in a thirty-minute show, and you know Kenny Mayne, the guys just giving off. 30 seconds. Oh, the twins hosted Kansas city today. Oh, Santana had a good, good game. Great catch in the outfield. And the Kansas city goes on to win like that. For me, that's my sports center. Now it's, it's a totally different world, but it's, it's a video clip world we live in now. And it's a go get the content you want to get. So if, if, if you're really a diehard Yankee fan or whatever, you go, you listen to our Yankees podcast or you, you know, you look for the five-minute rundown of the Yankee game. You don't watch SportsCenter for that anymore. I don't know. I I don't like it either, but there's certain numbers and stuff that, that back it up for the generic and everything. But I, my, I'm in my, my issue is if you were to break it down, like, really quickly into what ESPN's doing, say you have my family's watching the baseball game, right? I have two sisters, my mom, a brother, and my dad. Sure. If we're watching ESPN broadcast together, 
me and my dad are pissed off because they're showing too much fluff and all these interviews and backstories and we're the big baseball fans in the family. Well, my mom is too, but just for regular nuclear family. Sure. So we're the people that are going to go to games. Me and my dad are going to want to go to games. We're going to spend money. Yeah, my two sisters who are in the room because it's family night and baseball's on in the background. ESPN is making their broadcast for my sisters, not for me and my dad. Yeah. So exactly. that's how you want. And I understand it. You and your dad are going to watch either way. We're going to watch no matter what. They want to get their interest. I understand that. I just think my sisters aren't going to go to baseball games because of, of these interviews. It's just really, no. the, the, the interview is really bad. I can understand the we have these topics we want to talk about, but the interview. ESPN doesn't, ESPN doesn't care if you're going to the games. They, they don't want you going to the games. They want you watching. True. Whatever. Fuck ESPN. I, I it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. And and Jessica Mendoza said today, because Clint Harper slipped on first base, she said, I wonder if there's – and you just wonder that we should have technology to help out with that. Yeah, to dry the base off, Jessica, it's called a fucking towel. <laughs> Cleats. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, we're, I'm ready for them. Ready for them to hire me for real this time. At ESPN underscore Jake. Follow him. Okay, one more question. When is Chance Adams coming up, and can I join the show? I don't think Chance Adams is coming up at all. Maybe in September to be in the bullpen. I think we're over him. Are we? Is is that the is that kind of the final word? Is that got like it? Is def- like, it, like it already would have happened, basically? Yeah, I think his innings limit's coming up. I don't think – Okay. I don't think risking a spot start by a rookie making his debut is is smart in a pennant race. I don't care. Yeah, I guess I guess that would be the thing. I mean, right, literally, <laughs> like today, tomorrow would would be the fight or flight moment on that. That you say bringing up this rookie for potentially four or five starts is worthwhile, which I I don't think it is. So his starts don't don't add up because he pitched Saturday and we need a pitcher on Wednesday, so he he can't right. make this start even if he could, even if we wanted him to, he can't. Do they throw him next week? Maybe. I don't think it's smart. Um, I'm still excited for him next year, but yeah, you you don't give a guy like that a call up just for just for one spot start. You do that with Mitchell or the other guy. When you bring up Adams, you want him to be up for no. Hey, you're you're well. You're you're gonna get at least three starts, and if you're in your keep, you're in your keep. Yep, kind of thing. I agree. All right, that's a guy who also said. And can I join the show? You you think you can join the show? I, I don't know. We'll talk about it. But oh, yeah. send in a video of you talking about how how uh, how much you like uh, El Gary, and then then you can join the show, Justin. Justin, our our something, our Giro. For that reason, I'm out. <laughs> okay, really quick. I'm gonna run through these really quick. You chime in because we're super long. Sure. Abandon Yake. Dietrich ends. We traded him to the Twins for Jaime Garcia. They pulled him up, made his debut, went two and a third innings pitched, five hits, one run. It was an interleague game, so he did get a hit. Do you thinking? Damn, wish we didn't trade him now. Not there. You got you got to trade something to get something. Um, good good for you, Dietrich. I think the abandoning we have to talk about. I I guess I'll pose the question to you, Eduardo Nunez. He's I'm guessing he's platooning at third more or less with with Devers. Yeah, wasn't he playing second the other day too? I think he's an infield guy. So he's kind of their utility, but he's he's going to be playing a lot. Are we are we worried about that? No, he's on. He's he's a really good hitter. He's got a really good stick. He's almost he's like a good hitter. He's a tool tool two tool player, contact and speed. Um, his yeah. de- defense is atrocious. Power isn't really there. Every now and then, maybe, but not really. And uh, what's the other tool? You you said two tools. Yeah, but isn't there five? He doesn't five have. Tool. Well, it's it's hit for contact, hit for power. So he's got contact. He's got speed. He doesn't have defense. He doesn't have power. What's the fifth one? Say it again. Okay, there's. You lost it. I th- thought we had six. There's five tools, right? A five tool yeah. player. Okay. Nunez. He's got speed. He's got contact. That's two. There's three left. Out of the three left that he doesn't have, he doesn't have defense. He doesn't have power. What's the next one? I think defense is two. Throw and field. Arm and glove? Interesting. Yeah. Well, he got the glove, no arm. He's like a Headley. All right, anyway, yeah, I, I'm not really worried about Nunez. We, tra- we traded him for trash. It, he didn't. I'm, I'm a little bit. When his stick's right, I mean, the dude's hitting like 320. Was that right? Or So, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out with 
him, Devers, second base when Pedroia comes back. Yeah, um, well, Sheehan on last episode said they had no room for him. Eduardo Nunez looks like the devil, too. Yeah, so there's that. Yeah, okay. Uh, other abandoned Yanks, uh, Tyler Clippard got traded today to the Astros. I called that. You called it, too. You said it in the text message, and I said it on my trade podcast that the White Sox were going to sw- flip him again. They were gonna. Yeah. They were gonna showcase him. He was gonna do like three decent outings, and then flip him. So that's just yeah. funny. I, I I hope he blows a game in the playoffs. I would laugh so hard if Clippard sees time in the playoffs. Good for Clip. I know mean, what? I, good for Clip. He's going yeah. to a contender now. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, hey, when when Clippard's on, it works. Um, I I I want to look into that uh Houston bullpen a little bit to see where he settles in. I know they they've got a. Um, again, on my MLB TV, I watched, <laughs> it was actually pretty good because it was one of the Houston broadcasters and he was, he had this thick Texas accent going and they had some young, young, Batances built guy in their bullpen who came in and he threw a, he threw like a slider that was like 98 and they're like, what do we even call that pitch? Does that pitch have a name? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's good baseball broadcasting, but yeah, good, good for clip. All right. Picked off. Next week, we got four against the Mets, three against the Red Sox. So it's another – you know what? Um, I sweated it out today, last night, whenever you listen to this, the the extra inning games. It sucked. We lost. Drained me. But goddamn, is big-time baseball. That was a that felt like a big-time game. It was a pitcher's duel going down to extra innings. Uh, that was, up until we lost, a lot of everything you want in a baseball game. Edge of your seat. My knee was shaking, so I think these next four, they're going to have a big atmosphere. The Mets aren't good. Um, they play us tough every time we do interleague play. Should have a fun atmosphere. I'm not making any predictions. Yeah, it's... But follow uh, us on Talking Yanks uh, where we make daily bold predictions. I almost got the craziest bold prediction <laughs> right with the Aaron Sandwich. Da- daily bold bad predictions. Big game tomorrow. I'm, I'm interested to see if the Yanks come out with Gusto or if they come out flat because there's feels like there's probably not one of those middle areas but yeah let's let's get three out of four out of the Mets and, yeah and bring that to the Boston series yep and we're, we're getting sale again right he's probably gonna be yeah sale is so fucking good he's filthy he's absolutely filthy I can't um, believe we were I can't believe we were in position to win a third sale start I mean not that that's what not that he had anything to do with it he blew us away every time but if you're Yankees, Red Sox, you need to be in a position where you can pencil in a loss against Sale and still try to win the series, which I think is bad. But we were we were there and we we blew it on a 103 mile per hour fastball to a 20 year old kid. So that sucks. Yeah, um, you got a fun fact we're of the week. baseball. <laughs> you got a fun fact, fun of, the fact week? of the week. Was, we're we're sad. We lost. We're sad. We lost. Um, fun fact of the week. I like it. I was all I. My, my last nine holes of golf today, I played golf, and I, I shot a 40 on the back nine, which is pretty good. So I thought, that happened. Yankees win. Now look at me. Nice. I had a good day. Got my, go. I was on vacation for two weeks. Got my life back in order a little bit. Got myself. Made a smoothie. Had a detox. Was getting an L, Was getting an L. Gary hat part of getting your life back? Oh, there? dude. Yeah, it was. Because I was... I woke up early because I was still on East Coast time. Went to the store, got smoothie shit so I can detox from all the crap I just ate on vacation. Made my brewed my coffee for the week. I was hanging around. I uh, made some gifts, prepped some Yankee stuff, prepped the podcast, got everything going, unpacked, cleaned the room for Katie, my girlfriend, so she was happy. Then I was just looking around and I was like, I need a new hat because my hats got really dirty on vacation because I wore them to the beach every day. So sporadic hats. So in the middle of like I had a long list of things to do, and in the middle. I'm a big list guy. I was like, I'm going to go get a hat. So I, I notched some things down on the list, put buy L. Gary hat in the middle as I was driving to buy a hat just so I could cross it off my list. So I'm a weird guy. You're a weird guy. You're a weird guy, Ace. Had the idea to start a, a solo podcast that's non-sports, non-baseball, non-Yankees. Uh, so if anyone is interested in just me, I guess. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'll, I'll, I'll test the waters and promote it later afterwards. But for now, follow Talking Yanks on Twitter. Follow Talking Yanks on Instagram. You can follow Jake's personal account at ESPN underscore Jake. He uh, is starting to use it a little bit, which is fun. You can follow me, which you probably already do, at JohnBoy underscore. Not to be – that wasn't like a cocky line. That was, I think, all our followers. It was just, cocky. I think all our, followers, all our followers just come from 
my Twitter. So I'd like to get more followers that aren't. Um, tell your all your family members to go so, uh, rate. Tell all your family. It, it's a family show. It's a family show. I try not to swear as much as I swear. I can't help it. Whatever. Um, tell all your family to go listen. Say, hey, Dad, I got this podcast. They talk about the Yankees once a week. Actually, a couple, sometimes we do off episodes. And then that, those are fun, too. Whatever. Follow us, rate us, review us. Actually, we haven't gotten a review in a while, I don't think, which is a little bit of a bummer because they really make me happy. Give us a review. They really make us happy. Give us a review. Jimmy will mail you something if you prove that you wrote the review. Yep, I'll mail you a Talking Yanks business card and um, a book I wrote. Old sock. An old sock and and, um, maybe my old wallet. Wow. Those are just things I'm looking at in the room. But yeah, reviews are nice. If you don't know what to say, just say Jake Socks. Okay. All right. We appreciate it, guys. And if you're still listening, thanks for hanging around. Long episode. Tough game leads to long episodes. All right. We appreciate it. Go Yanks. Go Yanks. Let's go!